Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, everybody, to the Smart Mentality Podcast. As you can tell, we still don't have an intro, so, you know, you're just going to hear uh, some wrestler theme music. This week, I thought it was proper to pit my man El Idolo since he got brought up to uh, SmackDown Live, you know. Him and the, the fine-ass Lena Vega, you know. Yes. I'm here with my man, JD. How's it going, homie? It's good, man. It's good, man. I'm shaking up by this week. So yeah. we have to talk about it. See what's good. Yeah, shaking up is the right words because you know <laughs> we had the 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 superstar shake up as Vince or oh, Vince McMahon says the superstar shake up. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. Super shake up. No, shake it up. We're gonna shake it up. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I don't know what's wrong with the draft, but I guess maybe he thought yeah. it was too like. Nah, I, I okay. Like back in like. I want to say around 2008 through like 2011, 12-ish, I wasn't really watching that well, that that much. So what did they have drafts and all that stuff and, and shakeups? Well, like how yeah, did that go? Like, how did I, it work I, back then? I know, yeah, like I think back in the day when they had, when Raw and SmackDown were separate, it was literally just a draft. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody would come out and like they would have someone at a podium and they would announce like, okay, this person's getting drafted to Raw, and they would come out in a different shirt, like, you know, different colored shirt. So, like, it would be, like, one episode of Raw where it was, like, a Raw versus SmackDown type of thing. But I'm pretty sure it went down, like, all in one night or mostly in one night. Uh-huh. But it got too chaotic because, you know, like, the roster was a bit thinner. and Yeah, a lot thinner. So, yeah, like, now, like, in comparison, even though it doesn't seem like it by the storylines, like, it's way more stacked, so. Yeah, yeah, and and that's, and that's and that's one thing a lot of people have been uh, concerned with, being that the uh, the brands are getting brung into one, you know what I mean, uh, for, yeah, the, uh, exactly. for the pay-per-views. It's like, what's going to happen to everybody like Ty Dillinger, who isn't featured at all, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, there, there's so many guys who are, are just aren't getting used and we talk about it all the time but you know your ty dillinger's your you know apollo cruz and your set you know like sidebar sidebar apollo cruz got his last name back did you see that he did oh yeah you, you know what i didn't even think about it but you're right <laughs> damn that's crazy i didn't even notice but yeah. that's funny but yo um so speaking of that though this pay-per-view thing first of all you're going to have to break it down because I'm a little confused. So, yeah, because I, I fast-forwarded through that commercial because I started cringing. The, the and song? We'll talk about that. We'll t- yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about the song afterwards. But I want to get something <laughs> to So, is, is it that the every pay-per-view is cross-brand now? Or is it cross-brand, then SmackDown, cross-brand, then Raw? Like, is, is that how it is? Or is I, I, it all I, I cross-brand? Think the, I think the way they explained it was like, every pay-per-view is cross-branded. I okay. think that's what they like, said. Because yeah. that makes sense. It's just like, I couldn't bear to watch that commercial. So, <laughs> you, so, because, so, so just a <laughs> slight backstory. I, I always watch Raw a little bit behind everybody else because of work. 
but I'm seeing in the chat, you know, I'm in the group chat, and you know, Kwame is like, "Yo, this is mad gay." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, like I, I thought something happened in a skit or something, and then everybody was just like, you know, they was laughing, but I like, I didn't, I like, I kind of put it out of my mind, and then. I get home and I'm fast forwarding through it and I see this rap, like, you know, see people with, with microphones and, you know, headsets on. And I'm like, oh man, like, I just want to see this because it looks like it might be funny. But as soon as it started, it was like, I couldn't bear to watch it. Yeah, anymore. Kenny was like, like yo, I'm, this is cringeworthy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Like, I, I get what they were trying to do. And I don't know if I should be too, super critical about it, but uh-huh. it just was like, as soon as I saw Big E try to protect, like it was just like, oh, like they had they had they had Eric Rowan in it, yo, like it, yeah, oh. like ugh. I can't I can't suspend my disbelief if you got him rapping, you know, like yeah, it's like <laughs> I mean you got Eric like, Rowan dabbing so, it and, and hitting the Millie Rock in the video and shit, <laughs> and it's just like it, part of it reminded me of back in the day when they had that WWE album where. You know, like they had that song with the Rock and Wyclef. But at least, there, like, at least there, it was kind of funny, and the Rock was, you know, actually doing his own ad libs or whatever. Like uh-huh. this is just like some kind of corny song that no, you know, with a rapper you don't know and a singer you don't know, and it was just I don't know, but whatever. So cross brand, brand pay per views. And it's, you know, like, one of the, before we start talking about, like, who switched to where, like, one of the things that I thought was interesting about the booking for at least the next couple of pay-per-views or the next couple of events is it seemed like they, even though the brands are separate, they're trying to make feuds between brands. Yeah. So it seems like they tried to set up a lot of inter-brand feuds on purpose and i don't know how long they they could sustain that because like Mm -hmm. you know like some of the some of the way they did this because like you had people on raw and then someone from raw goes to smackdown and then they're they they still have beef which makes sense but you can't do that over the course of months so it's like i'm curious to see how like they keep that like last year they was able to do it up until payback you know because uh bray had went to had went to uh raw and randy was still on smackdown and then they had their whole little uh, House of Horrors match on on Backlash, and so uh, you know, so they they was able to do it like that. But um, some things like like when when Jeff Hardy won the title, and Randy Orton was the number one contender, and then he gets brought back to SmackDown. It was I was just like, wait, hold on, what, what, how is this working? So I, I was like mad confused, and I was like, wait, where is Jinder's rematch? You know, he's getting his rematch here. Uh, and I'm like, wait, you know, it, it was just mad confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was weird, but it's like with this, it's like I feel like it's it's all right because you know you have Samoa Joe and Roman, they you know their feud is kind of continuing, that, and that was confusing also because it was like, yeah. why did they start a new feud if he's gonna get traded to this show? But then I guess like you said earlier, we're gonna have some feuds and like. Like, like intertwined between brands and some feuds contained yeah. on each brand. So, mm, like, I, 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 I genuinely think it's purely for marketing and advertising. Like, yeah. they want to, they want to get the point across that the brands are on the same, you know, are you know, on the same pay per view. So, what better way to do it than uh, just like 
you know, force a cross brand feud that fizzles out after one pay per view or two, maybe. Yeah. I, I will say this one thing I do get tired of is like stale feuds because you'll see like the, the big match on the pay per view, but then they'll fight again on Raw or SmackDown the next, you know, the night after or something. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. mad, it, it does get stale after a while. Like, even though we say it all the time, the Usos and the New Day had a great feud last year, it got stale because you see them fight every week. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, like that, that was the other thing. You know, pretty much, I felt like that happened to a lot of feuds on SmackDown. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's cool the first couple of times you see it, but then, unfortunately, you just get it week after week after week. And it's like, you know, you can only do it so much before, you know, before it starts to stale out. So hopefully this kind of alleviates that to so, some degree. Yeah. But at the same time, I still don't know how long they intend on having cross-brand feuds. Like, are, is this just the one-off just to get the point across? And then mm-hmm. Joe's going to start feuding with, you know, whoever else? Or mm-hmm. are they going to try to, you know, keep this consistent? So, yeah. so I, I guess I'll, we'll I, 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 For the most part, I like most of the moves that were made. It was some moves that I probably would have made. But then I could think of reasons why, you know. Why they wasn't made like I I would have put uh I would have got Seth away from uh, Roman Roman Reigns you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah I broke them apart uh but uh you know the, I was like, expecting them to honestly yeah like like I I was but, almost sure that but Seth coach was coach made a point during his commentary and I thought about that a while ago you know and I was like huh, they can't they can't move Seth and he just started this whole Monday Night Rollins campaign. You know, <laughs> but they had red shirts for AJ Styles printed out already. You know, and he stayed on yeah. SmackDown. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah, they had everybody tricked. See, WWE stays working us, and I think that oh yeah, that was one of the major things I wanted to talk about today mm-hmm. in terms of WWE knows how to work the the you know. Yeah, yeah, we was talking about that this and week. Yeah, I feel I feel like this whole thing is a work because, mm-hmm. and I, I, this goes back this goes back to the Rusev situation, which happened last week after we recorded. So basically, at the yeah you know, at the greatest Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. or 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 the greatest Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> I've been waiting to but, use that shit. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much at so so at that like Rusev supposed to fight Undertaker, and then we're like, oh well, you know, at, for me personally, I was like, damn, that's messed up because Undertaker. I mean, you know, Rusev's just gonna get buried. But then they switch it suddenly to Jericho. And then everybody else is like, oh, man, that's even worse of a burial because you just take Rusev off the card completely out of this match that, you know, is against such a high-profile dude. And, you know, they're like, what's happening with Rusev? Is he going to get fired? Is he going somewhere? And then you have all these tweets about Rusev possibly leaving and, you know, all, all this dirt sheet rumor shit going on and Lana making tweets and, it was crazy and everybody was like just coming up and speculating all this bullshit. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, no, the match is back on. Yeah. Then they start tweeting out pictures of Rusev and 
putting you know stuff Rusev, on the Instagram. Rusev, like, Rusev like, told Rusev Aiden, Aiden English bye. He told, yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, wait, he's like, wait like, why is he telling him bye? Like, <laughs> so it's like every every stupid smart like us who follows the dirt sheets that you know keep making all these claims have just been in disillusionment pretty mm-hmm. much because now we're like well was wwe working this the whole time it, you know what's going on here and it, it's kind of confusing and, and like you you were you had like an interesting kind of take on it in terms of yeah I, I I heard someone else mention it and that you know, but they was like the only people to bring it up, so I didn't pay it no mind. Um, but now it's, I'm starting to think about it. I think WWE has been mis like feeding people wrong information on purpose, just to let them leak it out or whatever. And it's a bunch of bullshit that get leaks out. And um, you know, it all goes it all goes back to when John Cena didn't have a match for for, for WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> one source, um, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer, who was like, everybody knows is, you know, the, the five star general, you know, <laughs> um, he, he consistently said that Joe, the match is supposed to be John Cena versus Undertaker. But then you had some sources saying that John Cena got a choice between Randy. I mean, not Randy, uh, Ray Mysterio. And, uh, uh, I forgot who the other choice was, uh, I, I forgot. I think it was like Batista or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but at the time, Rey Mysterio was injured, so it was like, why is everybody even saying this? Rey Mysterio is hurt. He can't. He he's supposed to fight Juice and Thunder Liger at uh, the the uh, the New Japan show in Long Beach, but you know mm-hmm. he was hurt, so he couldn't do it. So, um, but people were still saying that oh, he's supposed to be fighting Rey Mysterio at, at WrestleMania, and so. Um, then you know Rey Mysterio and John Cena was like, uh, "That's news to us. Like, where the hell is this coming yeah. from?" So, <laughs> but it was like it wasn't it wasn't like no bullshit source like you know some podcast you never heard of. It was like I think it was like Sports Illustrated. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So I think WWE was feeding. I think Vince probably told somebody you know some bullshit and then they leaked it out or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of those cases where. You know, you you tell somebody some bullshit just to see if they're they're, they're going to spill out your business. You know what I mean? Like if I say, "Hey, JD, I got AIDS," and then yeah, next exactly. thing I know, <laughs> three girls down the street, are, you know, somebody around the corner said, "Yo, y'all heard Odell got AIDS?" You know what I mean? So I know JD yeah, told. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think yeah, that's exactly. what. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like it's like damage control. It's like yeah. that's kind of what they do with the Avengers uh, script because it's like the way they did Infinity War is that they gave each person their characters dialogue or you know or whatever so they knew so so marvel was pretty much able to control like if a leak got out they would know exactly whose script it was because mm-hmm. everybody had a specific script that was made for that character uh-huh. so it's like you know if, if if you saw leaks about everything spider-man does you know it was tom holland's fault because he, he leaked it you know what i'm saying like yeah. that didn't happen obviously but it's like that's the case. So it's like, you know, if you just, you know, if you tell somebody that Rey Mysterio and then you tell somebody else that it's, you know, fucking, you know, Undertaker and then you tell somebody else that it's Batista and then all these rumors come out that it's Rey Mysterio, then you know it was that motherfucker. So Yeah. Exactly. And I think yeah. and I think because like, you know, it's it's been a long time, like a lot of leaks has been coming out and stuff. And so 
and and it's hard to be surprised. You know what I mean? It's hard to be surprised anymore these days because you know you know what's about to happen because somebody done splattered it out on the internet already. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I think I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just doing everything on the fly, which ha- which has happened. You know, Vince yeah, changes mind. Mean, you know, <laughs> the morning of. Oh. It's like pretty much every time I hear anybody talk about Vince, they're like, oh, yeah, well, he changed his mind. So this man must change his mind on a, like an hourly basis. So it's like anything goes, really. Yeah. But you know what? You know, I, I'm excited like I, i'm like in a sense i'm excited for this greatest royal rumble because i feel like it's a glorified house show and sometimes wwe likes to do crazy shit on their glorified mm-hmm. house shows but you know every, then again like i finn, think about finn balor finn balor won the nxt championship on the glorified house yeah. show yeah on the yeah, on, yeah. on the, the the beast of the east uh so yeah. was it yeah it, it was it was and you had that great mm-hmm. Neville Jericho match. Mm-hmm. But you had you also Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually was hoping that that match was going to be an actual match. Yeah, I don't know why I fooled myself. Like, <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, so so we had to shake up. Uh, otherwise, so uh, I'll, I'll quickly run down each brand who they got and then i guess we could just talk about you know opinions yeah. about you know who got the better of the 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 roster so include anyway include so, call up include, huh? include nxt call-ups in there too because yeah, yeah the, including call-ups including yeah. call-ups so um i'm going off of what's on wwe.com so the superstar sent from smackdown to raw you had jinder mahal uh you had the riot squad so that's ruby sarah logan and Liv morgan mm-hmm. uh you had kevin owens and Sami Zayn, which was weird because they mm-hmm. were on raw last week fighting for a job, mm-hmm. both after, got a job after anyway. this i want to i want to get into this segment because it was fucking hilarious it was the yeah. funniest <laughs> shit i've seen in a, in a while on, on raw word so okay so you have a uh, zach Ryder, which was like i forgot he was still alive website yeah, well, I feel bad for Zack Ryder, but, you know. Uh, you got Fandango and Tyler Bruce, so the, the fashion police. You have Natalia, Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, which was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin. I, I didn't even know. I forgot Baron Corbin. God damn it. Anyway. Uh, Connor and Victor, so the Ascension. Bobby Roode, Mojo Raleigh, Mike Kanellis, and Chad Gable. So he's split up from Shelton. Yeah. And then uh, superstars moving from Raw to SmackDown were Jeff Hardy, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Absolution, uh, Samoa Joe, Big Cass, Asuka, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Cesaro, Sheamus, R-Truth, and The Miz. And then as well as you had uh, Andrade Cien Almas, it was Lena Vega and Sanity, so Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane, which um I'm actually kind of interested because they they didn't they were kind of setting up or at least you know leaving room for uh what's your name Nikki the, Cross Nikki Cross yeah and we didn't see her and they didn't mention her so it's like I'm wondering what they're doing with her in general but yeah. anyway so so based on she these could, two she could be huh? set up to win an NXT women's title 
I mean, I I would be fine with that because I, yeah. I like I like Crush, but uh, you know, it's just kind of it would be weird to see her without the rest of the group because yeah, you know, I felt like she worked really well with them. You yeah, know, but um, anyway, uh, yeah. Well, go on, go on, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just gonna I was gonna ask you like what you thought, but um, you, you had wanted to talk about that Kevin Owens Sami Zayn thing. Yeah, yo, that was hilarious. All right, so so Miz uh. Miz said that he had a guest, you know, and uh, then he said it was plural, meaning two more than one person. Uh, and it turned out to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And everybody was like, wait, I thought they didn't get the job last week, you know. And I thought it would be funny for them to go around all the WWE, you know, property brands to, you know, try to get jobs. Like try to show up on NXT and get a job. I thought that would have been hilarious. Or, mm-hmm. or or go to like, I think WWE works with like Evolve and uh uh, what's the, what's the joint in in the UK? Progress, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think I thought that would have been funny. You know what I mean? But they uh they came out, they came to the ring, and started jumping around with each other, hugging like they were really ecstatic. And I was like, I was like, yo, this is bad, funny. And then uh, Kurt Angle comes out, and he's like, wait, he's like, no, you guys didn't get the job, and then hire y'all. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you didn't get the email, like, <laughs> and then and then Miz pulls out this letter. And Sammy fucking Zane pissed on these reading glasses. Yo, I was crying. <laughs> uh, he had a, yeah, he started reading. He was like an old friend. It was just funny as hell. I don't know. I sound, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's mad tough, dumb man. and goofy, but you know, it's funny as shit to me. But, yeah, um, like, I like how, I like how they brought that yeah. up. Like, you know, like, Sammy Zane and Kevin they're, yeah, they're, they're great, yo. So I thought that, I thought, I thought that whole bit was funny. And then they was like, um, so Stephanie, basically Stephanie McMahon hired Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to spite uh, Kurt Angle, and so Kurt Angle says, you know, he gets the last word. He says he's traded Miz over to SmackDown uh, for Daniel Bryan, and he's like, well, I guess Daniel Bryan still has some pool over there. And so the Miz is going to SmackDown, and the Miz Taraj is staying. And later on during the night, that paid off, and, and but it's great. Um, yeah. One other thing that happened, uh, you know, I don't want to jump around the whole episode, but I just want to get this part out. Uh, Mickey fucking James, yo. Yes. He sold the shit. Okay, 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 okay. So she, you know, like, so just, just basically on the episode of Raw, you know, aside from figuring out who came to to Raw or whatever, the episode was kind of met. But uh, Ember Moon and Mickey James had this match. Which was a good match, but the finish was mm. amazing, amazing, and it was hilarious. For an episode of Raw, that, that was a, a great finish. She didn't have to go all out like that, but she did. Yeah, like she she sold that for her life. <laughs> like I've never seen anybody take the, you know, like so it, it's funny because like I was thinking about like who else like sold the, you know, that move of. The eclipse that well and it's like there there's been more realistic sellings of the eclipse that were really good in nxt but holy shit like mickey james got hit by the eclipse and it was like it was rock-esque that's yeah, the best way it to was it. it was <laughs> because she got hit by that stunner and then she flipped over in she was in the air for like half a second hit the ground slid and just ragdolled it was like it was like a car crash in GTA or something. Like it was crazy. Yo, yo, 
Like that was that was great, yo. That was great. Like yeah. you said, it was rock esque. That I, I I saw it. I was just like, oh shit, yo. Like, <laughs> yo. Yeah, like yeah. I had to watch that. I had to watch that gif like yeah. ten times in a row. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, raw, raw. So yeah, basically. So so other than that, so what what do you think about the the raw acquisitions? Like, I I thought I thought I thought like they, they got, got some. Bad. I thought they got some good talent. Uh. One thing I was mad confused about. Okay, so they got Dolph Ziggler on Raw, right? And he had a little run in with the uh with Titus Worldwide. And they tried to get uh-huh. him to join, but he said he already got you know he already got help basically. He already got a squad, and uh, out comes Drew McIntyre. Now, okay, when Drew McIntyre left uh, NXT, you know, because he he got hurt, so he was out for a minute. This is back in like uh-huh. November, right? Yeah. Um. He was the face, and now he's a heel. And they they they've been doing this a lot lately. Like you know, yeah, they really do. It's like they'll take somebody <laughs> from NXT who is one way, and then they'll go to the main roster and be completely the opposite. So you know, like when Sasha was in NXT, the her last major run, she was a heel, and then as soon as she started going to Raw, she became more face. And you know, some people preserve like Kevin Owens was heel in NXT and was heel in. In, in uh the main roster yeah uh you know Sami Zayn when he first moved up he stayed face or whatever yeah. but you know like the, like it's, live it's Morgan been like it's been like lately yeah it makes no yeah, sense like, the whole yeah, riot like, squad all of them were cool and, and they, they were I'm not cool like you know they're our friends face. they were faces they were faces like, Ruby Riot was a face <laughs> like she had never done anything that resembled being here and then all of a sudden she now granted Ruby Riot in particular I felt like should have been a heel. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I yeah. I think it's paying off. But I mean, like, why is Liv Morgan a heel? What is she like? <laughs> I still, I still don't know why they exist. And that, like, I have a huge like that. That's been one of my biggest gripes with the women's roster because, like, when when they first introduced the like the Absolution and the Riot Squad, I thought there was a grand scheme behind both of these teams, uh-huh. and they literally are nothing more than just roster filler, and they have no purpose. And it's frustrating me to no end because it's like, the like I was like, okay, are they at least going to establish themselves as a, as a force? But no, they just lose. Yeah. And it doesn't go anywhere. So I'm like, what are they doing? They're not building almost anybody in in the riot squad. Like Sarah Logan completely killed her career just by opening her mouth. <sighs> so so she's out. She she's kind of like, like you could almost you know, write her off. Like she's a good wrestler, but her talking is just nah. So then you got, you know, uh, Liv Morgan, who's good, you know, or she, she was getting better at least in NXT. I felt like she, you know, personally, she was always kind of like a B side Carmella. Like, you know, they have almost the same exact gimmick, but Carmella had more personality. So, you know, I, you know, Liv Morgan's cute and all, but it's like, I just felt like she had, she needed more and she never really got there she was getting there but she never really got there so it was like ruby she at least has she has the you know she has a unique look and you know she has good promo skills so i was like at least push her but they've been barely like they've been half-assing it the whole way so do you think moving to raw is gonna help her at all like do you think that they might actually give her a push uh i I think so i i think she'll get like a you know, tapping toes with she because when she was in uh, on on 
on SmackDown, she was with uh she was, you know, mixing it up with Bailey, not Bailey, uh Becky Lynch and Charlotte, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but it just didn't go over well. Um so maybe on Raw, you know, cuz she she they mixed it up with uh Becky, not Becky. I, can't, I don't know why how the fuck did I mix this up like that, yo? Uh <laughs> Bailey and Sasha, you know what I mean? And um yeah. So maybe, um, maybe something better would happen because I think everybody's more interested in the whole Bailey and Sasha thing. But now yeah. they're gonna have to put their differences aside real quick to handle these three chicks. So, which is also another weird storyline because it's like one you're giving away Bailey versus Sasha on Raw, and yeah, they did you know whatever you know like obviously I, I I'm just confused as to where this story is going because. You know, obviously they're building towards it, and you know, one person could say, "Well, it's a slow build. You're trying to do long-term storytelling," but you know, they're like, it doesn't really necessarily seem like it's going anywhere meaningful yet. So it's like I'm waiting yeah. for some, you know, like major to happen, or you know, at least somebody to say something, because like, it's <laughs> like one week that, like, you know, one week they're beating each other's ass, and you're like, "Oh snap!" Like the feud has begun, but yeah. then the next week. They have a tag match and they're together and it's like they're they're trying to figure out if they hate each other or not. And it's like, but we just saw you beating each other's ass. So it's like we know that you guys are feuding, but, you know, you can't f- start the feud and then act like you're not feuding again See, and act like you're building to a feud. Like, it's, it's weird. The problem is, it's like, you know, like they were fighting. But the, the problem was, it was like the very next week they was tag teaming together. It's like you couldn't exactly. even you couldn't even give it like two weeks, you know, maybe a month. And I'd have took a month, yeah. you know, like let them exactly. like remember, like, remember when yeah, uh, remember when um uh, what's the Nikki Bella and was it was it uh, Natalia who was fighting backstage the whole time during SmackDown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they should have did it like that. That would have been great, you know, just you yeah, know, just dope. cut that to them like, beating really each other's good. ass at the concession stand or something. That was yeah, that was really good actually. That was one of my favorite things Nikki did. Yeah, and it's like I, like, I would because and, and what and what that did was uh, it gave them TV time, but also it didn't allow them to get a st- a match every week and make the feud go mm-hmm. stale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree because so, it just it just hyped up the aggression. You know? Yeah. So I I and, think they should have did that. No, I agree. I agree, and and it's like. You know, we already know what they're capable of, but it's just like when you compare it to the NXT build, right? Like between mm-hmm. the same two characters, you know, in NXT, it was a clear heel, a clear face, a clear underdog story. You had people, the people, the people were behind Bailey, the people like Sasha and were behind her heel persona. But here it's like, you don't know who's the face. Yeah. You don't know who's the heel. You don't know who you're really supposed to be rooting for. None of them have really won anything major. So it's like, you know, they're not fighting for anything. And, you know, it, it's weird because, like like I said, they were fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And then Bailey comes out to stand in Sasha's corner. She looks pissed off the whole time. And then she fucks up the match for Sasha. And then she acts like she's upset that she fucked up. But it's like, why would you be mad that you ruined a match for somebody you was just fighting like that you're that you're mad at so that you shouldn't care you should be like yeah i fucked it up and what like man like one up to the instead of acting like are, are you friends or not 
Like, and, and on top of that, to make matters worse, they haven't had any promos with each other to even say, hey, look, we're trying to work through this friendship, but it's not working out. Like, it's not being clearly vocalized to the audience. So what we end up getting is just a whole bunch of looking at each other and, you know, fake arguing. And then every now and then uh, they, they'll fight each other again. So it's just like, it's really dumb. But going back to the original point, you know, with, with you know, the riot squad or whatever, maybe one of them could feud with you know, her or, you know, I was honestly thinking, you know, going back to Ember, I was thinking she might feud with her since they have some, you know, experience fighting each other and it'd be like a good, like, mid-card woman's feud before they get to the title picture or whatever with Naya. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's interesting because, like, you know, they, they, I don't remember if, oh yeah, because Naya's still kind of doing her thing with Alexa, so maybe they'll, you know, kind of save everything else for after that. But, um, you know, other than that, like, is there any other, like, roster move that, you know, that catches your interest for SmackDown to Raw? Because, like, I, I think for me, uh, the one of the ones I'm the most concerned with is Chad Gable. Mm. Because Chad Gable, I think, is one of their most underutilized wrestlers, just, yeah. just from a quality standpoint, because... One of my favorite things, SmackDown, like SmackDown had like a a little renaissance last year where SmackDown was like consistently better than Raw and they were like NXT quality, if you ask me, right? Yeah. And one of my favorite things they did for a for for uh Chad Gable was they had him have this match with AJ Styles. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that was great. They like he fucking killed it. And even though he was still in the tag team at the time, it was like they they they, they were it was like they were grooming him to be that next underdog singles wrestler, yeah. you know, like you yeah. know, in the same vein of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. So it was like they were setting him up, and then they you know they took Jason Jordan away, and then it was like okay, he's a singles wrestler now, where we're gonna get to see that. But then they put him with Shelton, and they're like okay, so he's with Shelton now, but they. They had this, you know. They changed, They turned him heel for some reason, and I was like, okay. I, I, they're like, he, his 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 work as a heel was, was cool with me. Yeah, but like yeah. like it's, it's it wasn't even bad. It was yeah. just like, but but the the problem was they turned him heel, but then they didn't do them do anything with them. Yeah, and like I feel I felt like they had potential, but the focus on the, in the tag team division, the focus went solely to New Day and Usos. And every other tag team got the shaft. So yeah. Fashion got the shaft. Ascension got the shaft. Um, you know, Jordan and Gable, I mean, sorry, uh, Shelton and Gable got the shaft. Uh, you know, you pretty much forgot that there were any other tag teams on there. Yeah. So it, it, it was kind of, you know, undercooked. So, like, you know, now uh, you got, you know, Gable on Raw as a singles competitor, which on, on, on one hand, you're like, okay, well, are we going to get to see that Gable we saw before? But then for me personally, and this is kind of selfish, but most of the people I'm interested in seeing him fight are on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, so, you know, like, you know, your Nakamura's, your Brian, Daniel Bryan, your AJ Styles, your Samoa Joe, like they're on SmackDown. So it's like, who's he going to fight? Well, he could have, you know, he could fight with Rollins now. He could fight with Balor now. 
but there's no story there. So you live, yeah. you have to rebuild him. And is, is he going to be face? Is he going to be heel? Like he's literally starting all over. Now, so someone in Overslam, they mentioned, you know, the fact that whenever uh, Jason Jordan comes back, they could, you know, you know, put them together again. And then they could have be Team Angle all over again, you know, uh-huh. um, which, which could, you know, which, you know, to be honest, the way I see it, like if they did do that, it would be a temporary team up, which would lead to a feud between uh, Gable, Gable and Jordan. And cool it would be like, oh, we, we tried to do Team Angle, but then, you know, Ang, you know, Gable's mad at Jordan because Jordan is, you know, being, you know, like try, still trying to harp on the whole fact that he's or maybe, Kurt or maybe son. Kurt Angle likes uh, Gable more. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> and, and Jordan see? gets jealous. Okay, okay, we're opponent now. Smart Mentality Podcast. We called it first. There's going to be a. <laughs> a sibling rivalry feud well like you know a quote-unquote sibling rivalry or at least you know a favorite you know favorite child favorite person feud between gable and jordan and kurt angle is going to be the you know you know kind of managing their team or whatever until it breaks apart and we're going to see that feud play out in the within the next few months mm-hmm. I'm with so you. we're calling we're, it we're calling it first you heard it here if it don't happen, you know, we got WrestleMania wrong too, so, you know, sue me. Exactly. I uh, mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, another, okay. you know, before we before we switch over to you? before we switch over to SmackDown, uh Rusev pointed out something that was hilarious on Twitter. He said you got two bobs on Raw, you know, who's going to lose their name first? Like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's wait? I, you got Bobby Roode or Bobby Lashley? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I forgot about Bobby Lash because like, didn't they just call him Lashley for a little while? They, I know they did, and uh, in TNA they called him Lashley a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. rarely use Bobby. You know, it was like it was Lashley, so he could be the one to lose his name. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lashley doesn't really need it, and you know, like they, they just call him Lashley, he'll be fine. Yeah, plus like a lot of you know he's an MMA fighter. A lot of uh, you know, quote unquote, other you know pro pro athletes are called by their last name. So you know, exactly. But, but um, you know, over overall, I think I think Raw got you know, I, I I'm not necessarily super excited about any any of these moves. Honestly, like yeah. I think the the most I'm interested in are Drew McIntyre because. You know, it's interesting now that you think about it because you got uh, 3MB is on Raw. Yeah. So I, I'm, I've, I've always been interested in the notion of, you know, putting them together and then Heath Slater being the butt of the joke because, like, you know, Jinder is who he is now and Drew is who he is now. Yeah. And then it's still exactly the same as <laughs> with like I wanna, I really wanna see at least like a backstage skit where they all run into each other, yeah. and you know Drew and and, and, and Rhino G- has G- been trying to G- get G- Heath to uh get some edge to him, but like yeah, so I mean, but that he would be he hasn't changed. Like you said, the other two has actually got edge to them now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, pretty much what I'm saying is I want to see three MB come back 
temporary, like not not necessarily. Uh, yeah, just like a skit or something. Oh, let's see what yeah, happens. like or maybe it could be like a one, you know, one month feud. Like when you're when you're in between your slow months, you know, like yeah. pull, pull the trigger on that eventually. But um, what what did you think? Like quickly, but like what did you think about the the whole Natty Ronda? Team up I, thing. I think Natty's. I think like that's going to be the feud. I or, think that's going to be a feud, but I think it's a, it's a good feud to have. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna build up to to Ronda and Sasha, I mean Ronda and Charlotte, um, it's a good feud to have because Natty, she's the most experienced there. She, mm-hmm. you know, she basically trained her. Like she said, we trained together. She was training her really. Uh, so it's, it's she's going to protect her and make her look well because you know Natty can can move with anybody, and so mm-hmm. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be good. It's it's another good uh way to push uh Ronda Rousey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, like you know, I, I'm still I'm still waiting on her to have her first non pay per view match. Yeah. So. You know, hopefully this this means that we'll be getting that sooner than later because you know obviously they're still they they seem to be trying mm-hmm. to save her as a special attraction. But I mean, like just just let her have some matches. Like you, you know, that, crazy? that 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 STO thing she did looked yeah. clean, and I was hyped to see her wrestle again. I when was like, she, come on, let's do this. When, okay, so when the rumors was going around that Ronda Rousey was coming to uh to WWE, even back then the May Young tournament. Um, was when, when um, what's her name? Shayna Baszler was in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Every I, I remember everybody saying, "All right, so so what's gonna happen to uh Sonya Deville? You know, she have to change her gimmick." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like Sonya Deville has to go change her gimmick. You know, so now she had a run in with Ronda Rousey, and her gimmick is supposed to be MMA fighter, and she got her ass beat by an MMA fighter, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I was, I was actually really happy because I saw encounter, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like you got this, you know, the MMA gimmick versus the actual MMA. And it's funny because, like, like in Tough Enough, you know, she did mention that she did try to do MMA before, so I'm not doubting she really has MMA experience. But she clearly has been, you know, kind of focused on the wrestling aspect of that for the last few years. Yeah. So you know, I think that's a good pairing, actually, and I'm glad that they they had that. But uh, yeah, but she's over there on SmackDown. Now. Up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a good way for her to go out, though. Like yeah. you know, she made Ronda look good because that that slam that it looked powerful. Like I like how Ronda's moves look powerful. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you know, whenever she does finally start having real matches, that stays consistent. Yeah, I'm with you. So anyway, um, so Raw, you know, Raw did okay. Um, I, I, I honestly think SmackDown got the better, uh, the better talent. Yeah. So um, let's you know, see what they do with it though, because like when SmackDown yeah. Live first started, they came out the gate running, like they they hit the ground running. It was it was like a can't miss episode every week, and I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Um, last year, the whole gender thing slowed it down a lot. The whole mm-hmm. Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens thing slowed it down a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they they hit a snag and with with a lot of storylines. I felt like 
you know, like there, there was like a clear point where all of us were like, yo, like, did they switch creative teams or something? They were starting off with slow promos and a lot of storylines that were kind of meandering and the match quality kind of dipped a little bit. And we were like, you know, what's going on? Um, you know, and it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I, I'm, com- you know, I, I like the roster that they had. And I like the roster that they have now even more because I felt like all the stuff that made SmackDown work before is still there. And then they got all these other keys that are going to make it even better because now you got you got Daniel Bryan and The Miz together again. So that's a few people wanting to see. You have Samoa Joe there who, you know, just just the idea of having Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in, you know together again is, is a big deal. And on top of that, you have Daniel Bryan, you have Nakamura, like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Just just on paper, just to, just to think you have all that talent there at the same time. And then if you think about it, even though Cesaro and Sheamus are there as a team, the possibility that within the next year they could split up, and then you have Cesaro in that mix too, and you know. Sheamus, you know, he's no slouch, but I mean, I'm not excited for him in singles, but Cesaro, yeah, like, give me that again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we uh, we were talking about Big Cass a little bit, so Big Cass is like one of the returns. Um, You know, obviously, everything that went down with Enzo and Cass over the, you know, their roller coaster of a career, like, talk about it like that. I I would say that's one of the craziest trajectories i've i've seen in the modern era or ever even just like you know nxt they they reached like a huge fever pitch right they never got the tag team championships and Mm -hmm. they never were the best workers but they had one of the best and most over gimmicks in the companies you know in the last 10 years right Mm -hmm. and they come to the main roster with the same heat they don't they don't miss a beat right Mm-hmm. Cassidy and, and, and the, the crazy part the, the, their tag team stuff was good and then Enzo got hurt but then Cass got a really good singles push that actually worked to his benefit and then they, you know they still had all this momentum and then as soon as they, they, they split up it just went downhill and you know it didn't work out for anybody because Cass got hurt and then Enzo went to, you know, started his heel stuff and he went to 205. And, you know, that just was kind of weird. And then you had the, the, the scandal and it was over. Like, it was. Yeah. During during the Cass and Enzo feud, you know, when they was uh doing their promos back and forth to each other, you know, they had they were crying. And, you know, I, I kind of thought it were real tears, you know. Because I don't think yeah. they really wanted to split up. Split up. Yeah, you know that's what I thought. I mean, I you know I think they knew because like back in when I listened to podcasts, I mean where where they did uh you know interviews, they kind of mentioned the fact that they felt like they they worked the best together. But I mean, I, I I like you know I heard a whole bunch of rumors that part of the reason they split up is because they legitimately couldn't stand each other, and you know based on. Enzo's mm. antics I wouldn't be surprised because like you know like Enzo Amore like like the for all the the shit that he's been through like I, I'll give him credit for one thing though I, I could never tell legit if he, they were working us with his whole persona mm-hmm. or if that was legitimately him 
and i do think that yeah like and it's like i know i I know that part of it was legitimately him but like you have to you have to imagine that some of that or at least a, a large aspect of that was worked because i mean they gave they did that whole documentary on him right like or yeah. that interview with Corey graves yeah and they're playing up that whole fact that he's like you know calling him out for being unbearable and a, you know being a dickhead and you know being the heel that he was supposed to be because he was a heel and you know all this all this stuff that they they weren't focusing on while they were here and like the, there's some almost old school to it where back in the day and like you know they tra- they used to try to protect all their uh, personas with you know, try to make people believe that that's who they actually were. And I felt like an, an essence of that. But, you know, obviously they took it too far. But, you know, that we, we did mention, though, that cast did have a slightly, you know, interesting singles run or like, you know, like an idea of a singles run. So um, I'm curious to see if they'll get back to that, you know, yeah. on SmackDown. And, you know, putting them with, you know, putting them in the main title picture, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad idea. I mean, I feel like Daniel Bryan would be interested in doing something interesting with Big Cass and trying to help him get better. So, I mean, like, I'm, I might not necessarily be the biggest Cass fan right now, just, but, uh, you know, I'm not uh, closed off to the idea of him winning people over again, you know. Nah, I'm with you. Um, I I think it's interesting to see him paired up with Daniel Bryan. Like that, that, that was that was what I was expecting. Uh, it definitely wasn't. But I, I guess it's just you know they're 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 playing up the size. Yeah, and I can't be mad at them for that. You know, it was David versus Goliath. You know, and, and Daniel's gonna make him look look like a star. He's gonna make him look like a million yeah. bucks. Uh, you know, they're you know selling for him and all that. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily think it's going to be a permanent feud. I think it's yeah. just going to be more of a you know a starter you know. But we'll see. I mean I, I'm interested. Um, you know, but uh, like I I was reading I forgot where what what website, but they were like, you know, when you look at the tag team SmackDown has right now, it's it, like their tag team division is really strong. Yeah, and hopefully. They, they do a better job of balancing it out um, than they did at the tail end of the, the previous SmackDown run. But, I mean, on paper, you got, you know, you still got the Usos, you still got New Day, but now you got, you know, um, the club, you have the Same bar. The bar, yeah. Yeah, the bar. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, all that sounds good on paper, you know, and uh, I've, I've, uh, what other team is on there too? Like, I feel like there's one other team. Um, uh, well, you got Sanity coming. Oh yeah, Sanity. So like that, that's good stuff. I mean, I'm interested to see what what uh, kind of tools they have. Um, so, and this is kind of a sidebar, but one thing I did notice on this episode of SmackDown was the way that they revealed some of their. Uh, wrestlers coming to the company was almost like how they do with NXT where like we know that they already made the move but rather than 
them coming out, they just showed a little package for them. And then they're like, next week we got, you know, we got. Uh, they, they, did, they did that for Baron uh, Corbin on Raw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it, they, they, they like made, it, they had the whole package with Baron Corbin. Like he was a big star. Which is kind of funny, but it's like, I, I like the idea of doing that because then you, you kind of, it, it's like, you're not wasting all your baskets. You're kind of given something, uh, you're giving the fans like reason to watch next week. Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, cause I, I feel like a lot of the time, you know, SmackDown or raw, like they try to blow their load in one episode or they'll only focus on one thing and they, they don't give you a reason to watch next week. They'll, they'll just try to set everything up in the episode on TV. But here, you know, with these, you know, little promos, it's like, okay, well, you know, I may not be getting it this week, but next week, you know, you're, you're going to get Andrade, which I, I feel like I'm the most excited for that one. Like, I popped. You. Like, like. For that <laughs> when I saw Andrade, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. Like, when you put that in the chat, I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Like, we're getting both. And it's both of them, it seems. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So, so, I'm, so I'm, I'm great with that, you know. And she just had a, a match with uh, Candice LeRae on NXT yeah, today, and- too. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it is a, a slight bummer that we didn't get to see her have a full singles career, but the fact that they let her have a match at all lets us know that there's they know her worth, right? Yeah. And, you know, Asuka is, is there, and you have Zelina there, who is with somebody, but not only is she with somebody, but she's with a, a wrestler who... Um, you know, he, he can kind of carry himself now, but she she could also do her own thing on the side, too. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Um, and sidebar, speaking of wrestlers who support their, you know, or speaking of, you know, manager wrestlers who support their uh, spouses, if you will. Yeah. You got Naomi coming out to kind <laughs> of help out. Uh is it Jimmy or Jay? I, I think it's Jim. I think it's Jim. Yeah, I think it's Jimmy. Yeah. But, because but because because of... during the Mix Max challenge, uh, Russo was in the comments calling him Jim. Oh. <laughs> and it was him and Naomi. Yeah, that, you're right. You're right. But um, so so what do you think? What do you think about her coming out? Like, do you think do you think that this is gonna lead to? Like New Day, I mean, sorry, Usos and Naomi kind of being more of an actual team, or do you think that this just means that uh, they're gonna try to associate at least a little bit more than they used to? I think it's the latter. I think they're gonna associate a little bit more because before they they really didn't have any type of reaction to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was like. It was pretty much the mix match challenge. So, yeah. I mean, to, to me, I, I I like continuity, and I feel like this just gives a little bit more continuity than they had before. And you know, I don't know if it really is going to add up to anything, but I just like the idea of it. So I, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because when I saw that, I was like, okay, like, oh, you're doing this. <laughs> I forgot to say. I think the last two weeks, the most unappreciated person on SmackDown has been Becky Lynch. Yes. Five <laughs> fucking bar. Yeah. Please, please, let's talk about Becky Lynch for at least a little bit because you posted that video and 
I yeah. was just like, I, I really feel bad for Becky Lynch. And I think we mentioned it on the last podcast too, didn't we? Yeah. About how Becky Lynch is like, they're not giving her anything. Yeah, I was like, she but, can use a shakeup. But I, I think she's she's taking her own, you know, she's taking it by her own self, you know? Like like how Mustafa Ali was making his own uh, his own yeah. vignettes or whatever, right? So I think she she's she's not getting a lot of TV time. So she's giving herself time on social media and putting out her own videos and, and it's all it's all like, oh shit, like I can see that actually happening leading into yeah, what she like, did on SmackDown. Was, like you don't you don't see that a lot, right? You don't, yeah. It's like what, she's what's really going using, on she's using the social running. media perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I I can't think of many times where they've they've tried to lead into the run-in, yeah. and usually when they do it, it's like serious. But here, it's like it's a perfectly comedic, and it, it makes sense. But it was hilarious. Like, what was she doing? Like, she was just eating She's something, eating. and then she was like, "Oh, I can't let that happen." To Carla. I have she to said, help. "Not again! Not again! Not again!" Yeah, not again. So, <laughs> so she just runs in, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is great, yo!" Like, yeah. Becky, you know, hopefully in this new era, like they, they or you know, this new, you know, shaken up version of SmackDown, I, I would really like to see Becky get something, you know, and. Obviously, like, well, look, we know that her and Charlotte are part of the WWE Four Horsewomen. We know that already. We know they're friends. And now that they have Asuka there, you have somebody else that she could uh, um, she could fight with. Uh, we have Naomi, who they're supposed to be friends with. And obviously, you know, you have a lot of face characters mm-hmm. and that's not really helping all those faces because yeah, all of them are friends, but unless you have a tournament, you're, you're just friends and you're helping each other out, but you're not fighting each other. So you have Zelina and gladly she's a heel. So you could throw her in the mix every now and then, but you know, I'm not really sure if she's going to be focused on getting Andrade over, or is is she going to have a singles career and get, uh, you know, get Andrade over. But, you know, I feel like, between Asuka and Charlotte and Becky and Naomi, like, unless you're going to take them out of the singles picture, you need to start grooming some feuds. And I feel like unless you're going to do a tournament, like, you have to really start getting some some heel heat on, on things. And, you know, we had, uh, what was it? Uh, with When Mania happened, we had the... Uh, What's it called? Ooh. Iconic duo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Iconics. The Iconics, which I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fucking Iconic duo? Like, I think, I I think, it, I think it has something to do with like, like the copyright. Because, you know, yeah, WWE but... wants to copyright everything, which which they should because uh, to make, to get merch and, and to have, and, you know, to make the amount of money you need to make off of certain names and stuff, you have to be able to copyright it. But uh, I think somebody else already has the the claim to the iconic duo. Yeah, but I really, I really like the iconic duo, especially Peyton Royce, and I really hope that they don't mess them up. Like yeah. I really hope that they they take full advantage of this team, 
because like obviously there's no women's tag team championships right yeah and they, you know i was always expecting them in nxt to have their sasha bailey moment where they kind of have you know a beef with each other and then they fight and that never happened they stayed a team and that's fine because you know i kind of like them as as a as like an unofficial team anyway yeah. but instead of just using them as like a team to have tag team matches against and go over you have an opportunity now to get one of these people over right yeah. and you stay they, they kind of started doing it in nxt but i mean like yeah you do have mandy rose and San- sonia deville you know and they're kind of a team as well but you know i i want to see there's a i feel like there's a lot of potential with the women's roster now on smackdown and uh, you know, it's kind of ironic because SmackDown doesn't really have a lot of time, but they have so many people that it's like, damn, like they they can they can do something. Like I don't know, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I think I, I would like to see a a women's tag championship. Uh, I would like for them to bring that back because they they did have that before. Um, yeah. I think I think this is the perfect time to do it because the you know the women's roster has been has a, I don't think it's ever been this deep you know and it's, yeah it's especially a, on SmackDown so. and there's a lot of clicks you know what I mean and so they they yeah. could get away with it they um, could they really could you know I could I could see a whole little uh, uh, a a click form in between Carmella and, and the Iconics versus you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 and we, we, yeah. we didn't we, we didn't talk much about that, but I mean, you know, Carmella came out and, you know, say what you want about Carmella, you know, as a wrestler or whatever, but, you know, she has charisma. I, I like, I, I feel like she has good promo skills overall, and I like the the, the you know her cockiness, and clearly, like. I don't think her her title reign is gonna last long. I think she's kind of a um, what's the term when 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 someone's kind of just like in between major champions. Uh, like there's there's a term for that. I forgot what it's called. It's it's yeah. like a. Uh, it's it, like it, a. It escaped me. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. So like you know like they're. <laughs> like, I know everybody's yelling. Much, you fucking dickheads! I need yeah, to get on that, here. <laughs> <laughs> But pretty much she's just going to be uh, transitional or something like that. Yeah, she's like a transitional champion where, you know, it's going to set up the next major champion. And, I, you know, whether that ends up being, you know, someone like, you know, with, with, you know Naomi because she won her uh, stuff or maybe they're going to give Asuka that chance again or maybe they're going to make Zelina the champion. I don't know. Yeah. Cuz I would I honestly, I'd be really cool with that. If they make Zelina a champion and then Andrade he, you know, wins the champ- championship off of Jeff, I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So you but, think um, you think that'll be his first feud is uh Jeff? Jeff? Yeah. I mean it, like they haven't really set that up at all, but I think that would make sense mm-hmm. because you're clearly not gonna put Andrade in the te- in the in the main stuff because they, they got a lot to, going. Man. I'm tired of them doing that shit. I'm tired of them bringing people up and then they go either they feel with Dolph or or they're up in the main uh, event scene or whatever, and then they yeah, exactly. around. 
it really was like that. Like they would come to SmackDown, and then if they if they weren't in the main title picture, they feuded with Dolph for a little while, and then they did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And, but you know now instead of feuding with Dolph, you know you're tag teaming with Dolph. Word to Drew McIntyre, you know. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm curious. Like I, I think that you know they could set up an interesting you know feud with Jeff because you know Jeff just got you know put on SmackDown and um, you know he has the U.S. title so. You have a lot of potential for them to do something, something cool, um, and Ru- Rusev is still there on SmackDown, right? Like he mm-hmm. he didn't get moved to Raw, so you know you got a lot of you know potential feuds there that aren't just you know Randy and Bobby Roode and Miz, you know, or, or sorry, not Miz, but R- Randy and Bobby Roode and Jinder. So. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that that uh, when it comes to talent, they they have a, a huge ceiling. I feel like if anything, I feel like the the, the what I'm worried about is there being so much talent that they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And WWE has a, a history of not knowing to do with the talent they have. Yeah. So. You know, like us naming all of these potential stuff, it's like, well, they only have two hours. And it's like, how the hell are they going to do it? Because, you know, I, I felt like what made SmackDown work last year was, you know, they, they did kind of have a little bit less talent than Raw did, but they used what they had really well for like a good, you know, four months or whatever. So. I don't know. I'm just curious to see what they're how they're gonna handle this. You know. Yeah, I am. I am too. Well, um, any, any news from the week? That uh, oh yeah, uh, how, how yo, we just so fucking oh, yeah, like, dickhead, Joe. We, we, we fucked up. We got. We have to start this shit over with. We yeah, you already like, know what I, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, like the all day ever ever since. So so pretty much we're talking about Bruno San Martino. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace to Bruno San Martino. But I dead ass was like, as I was work at work, I was like, so clearly this is gonna be the the intro. Like yeah. we, <laughs> and we fucking forgot. So yeah, we fucked up. We fucked up know, big time. We yeah. apologize. We we know we're going to hell with Kane or whatever. Yeah, this show is gonna be ending, you know, real soon. Like yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be like, this show's not gonna last. You know, obviously <laughs> we you know, we tried we we're trying to do something good, but you know, either way, Bruno San Martino, this guy, Bruno San Martino, I don't honestly I've never really seen any of his work personally, but you know, just the fact that this dude had the championship for like seven years was crazy to me. You mm-hmm. know, and um, um I, like the work i have seen of his is like you know stuff that they post on, on, on like <laughs> youtube or that's on the network um he was a huge dude uh he, <laughs> he he escaped the nazis and if you listen over on uh barbershop and Toddy podcast shameless plug my other podcast we we talk a lot of shit about the nazis uh <laughs> just just because they lost <laughs> but uh you know, so he escaped. He escaped Italy. You know, uh, he escaped the Nazis. He came to America. You know, uh, basically lived the perfect American dream. Uh, you know, he yeah. was a real scrawny dude. Got buff, became a wrestler. 
uh, I don't think anybody, I think he sold out the garden more than anybody to this day. You know, like, you know, it's back when they had those, like those, like wrestling was about, you know, seeing it it was almost like this, like, so basically nowadays wrestling is kind of like a soap opera, right? But back then it was like the circus. Yeah. And you you were pretty much going to see an attraction. So you had Andre the Giant in one era, but, you know, before that, you know, and before Hogan, obviously, you know, Bruno San Martino is that dude. And, you know, granted, you know, they weren't wrestling on a week by week basis, but, you know, so he would, he had the luxury of being able to defend his championship on a much, you know, lesser rate. Nah, man, it was, it was, man, them niggas wrestled every day, like, <laughs> twice Ooh, on Sundays. <laughs> like, but was he really defending his championship uh, every week? I'm not sure if he was I defending mean, it, but yeah, them, mean, them niggas wrestled a lot. I'm not sure if he was defending it all the time. Uh, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't cause like, I don't, I don't know. I feel, but, I feel but, like when it came to his, 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 like, but, championship, uh, but also, you know, I, I, I have like, to look into it. He like mentioned someone in, could uh, correct this or something. I don't know. So like, also, also back then it was like, uh, like okay, Madison Square Garden was like is is to this day it's still like the biggest arena. Not like biggest in size or biggest in it's not even like the most beautiful arena. But if you everybody knows if you show out at the Garden, you know you made it. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. like, even today, LeBron James will face the Knicks, you know, who are completely trash, win 30 games. He'll show out at <laughs> the Garden and write King of New York. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, it's the Knicks. Like, you know, the niggas is garbage. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they was on the train, like, making a big deal about that, like, Snapchatting them. They're like, hey, we just... Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. that so, so Bruno, you know, being that he was in New York and, and, and all, what he was saying was all the magazines were, were magazines and newspaper and all that stuff was printed in New York. He was always on the cover of them. So whenever they get yeah. shipped out to everywhere else all over, uh, you know, America, everybody's seen Bruno San Martino. So that's how he blew up. And then so all the other territories and promotions would say, yo, Vince, can we, uh, can we, you know, can we fly Bruno out here to wrestle? So that's how he, you know, he he went out everywhere, and that's how he blew up like that. And so mm-hmm. Vince McMahon just, you know, made him his cash cow for seven, you know, seven straight years. But I mean, he I think he held the championship overall longer than that, but it was a period where it was like seven years straight, you know. And only yeah. and the only reason why he it wasn't longer was because he said, "No, nah, I'm tired," you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so that's what it was. I mean, more power to him. I mean, you know, obviously it was pre-social media age, so yeah. you didn't, you know, have anyone complaining about it. And <laughs> if people did complain about it, you didn't know who those people also, were because there was no internet. So it's like it didn't, it didn't matter. It was different. It was a different time. Also, so, back then it was a lot. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the wrestlers were, uh, they were stereotypical, and that's why everybody, you know, complains about stereotypical wrestlers because back then they were but then but at the same time they were supposed to be like heroes to those areas you know like yeah. i was watching the andre the giant documentary which was really good oh, yeah. that, that, out. Dog, that yeah. shit is so sad yo like I, I i was like yo i almost shed a tear and then my little cousin she was like i did she's like i did cry i was like dang I was like, <laughs> she said i tried to pretend i was asleep but i was crying i was like damn <laughs> this shit is really really good yo so hogan was yeah. like um his name was uh something something the Hulk, right? 
And then, yeah. uh, and then he went to uh, Vince McMahon's territory, and Vince was like, you know, uh, why is your name this or whatever? He's like, oh, this is whatever. And he's like, okay, for now on, you're going to be Hulk Hogan. And he was like, why Hogan? And he was like, because you're going to be a champion to the Irish, you know, the Irish immigrants or whatever, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, so that's why he, that's how he got the name Hulk Hogan. And uh, Bruno San Martino was supposed to be for the Italians. And then you had Chief Jay Strongbone for the uh, Native Americans, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's where they were getting their names from and stuff. So yeah, huh. you know, and it made sense. You know, like that. You know, that's how they they did it. And, you know, it's just you know, it's, it's you, know, you know, he lived man. a long life and he he influenced a lot of you know but talent we, today and black people. We had the junkyard dog. You know, like oh, God. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, he was great. He yeah. was great. He was great. And he's from yeah, DC. he was, but I mean, it's just yeah. like you know when you think when you think of the names, Bruno San Martino, but no, we we couldn't have you know he couldn't he couldn't even be like based off of like I don't know like yeah. obviously the times was different, but yeah. Junkyard Dog is just funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, like you know, speaking of you know, just like sides like sidebar to a sidebar, but like. When it, when it came to just the way that they named people and, you know, ba- based off of stereotypes, like, they did a good job talking about that in Glow. Oh, I don't yeah, know if yeah, you, yeah. See, yeah, you Glow see, yeah, great, yeah. Glow, right? Yeah. So, you know, season two, they just announced that when that's coming out. So I'm kind of excited to see that come back because, you know, Deadass, like, the, the whole gimmick of the Zoya Destroyer thing, was like, they, she made that shit work. Like, yeah. if we're talking about a stupid gimmick and making it work for you, like that that was pretty good you know so yeah. anyway anyway so back to bruno san martino like you know those guys kind of seeing all the tweets from the wrestlers talking about how you know even today you know to this day like he he kind of kept himself uh back into it like once he finally made his uh peace with vince and stuff like that he seemed to be kind of hovering around the wwe for those last few years and you know it's, yeah. it's not like you know kind of just pieced out and whatever like you know he tried to you know make the best of those last few years so it's not like you know super sad about it you know like for for me personally it's like when you know if you've lived a full life and you had a legacy and you were able to kind of you know do your thing and it wasn't super tragic how you passed you know I feel like it you know it's more just a sense of you know okay now you know your your legacy is gonna just have to carry on from you know whoever you you know, left it with, you know, and I feel, I feel like a lot of people know about him now, you know, a lot more people know about him now that, uh, because of Vince, you know, Vince, yeah. like Vince was able to kind of help get his name back out there, thankfully. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, uh, yeah, you know, you know he, he, he left a good legacy. Um, so that, you know, we go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, what do you what do you expect the next week to happen? I don't even know, man. I mean, like it, it's weird. Like, it's, <laughs> like no, but for real, it's like when you have these. Well, first of all, like obviously, after WrestleMania, we don't know anything. <laughs> but <laughs> like you know, just to, but but at the same time, it's like when, when you have these shakeup things happen, like unless they they start a feud right away. All you really have to go off of is speculation. And it's like, I like to work myself in, into a shoot a lot. And because like, you know, on paper, you know, with SmackDown, you're like, Oh, the Miz is on SmackDown. 
So obviously they're going to feud. He's going to feud with Daniel Bryan, but that's probably not going to happen for a while. And yeah. clearly, based on SmackDown, they set him up with Big Cass. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, oh, before before we end this, yeah, uh, Nakamura's next ball shot. Duh, Nakamura is like fucking. Yeah, this, this I'm I, I'm sorry. Like so, AJ has the belt. I really hope that AJ that Nakamura wins at the. Can you, can you say it? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The greatest Royal Rumble Ultimate Battle Royale ever. Nah, but, they, like, I really hope Nakamura wins. And if he doesn't win there, I hope he wins somewhere down the line. Yeah. Because so far, with just, like, a week, a week and change... This dude Nakamura has been doing some hilarious stuff as a heel, yo. And this morning, I sent you the tweet with Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's so he literally had a, a whole a whole conversation with this, or not a conversation, but like a string of a string of tweets where Nakamura <laughs> was like, "Oh well." I mean, Corey Graves called him out because I guess he tweeted something. And he was like, oh, well, you can't speak English, but you could type it. And then Nakamura responded in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and then Corey Graves responded to him in Spanish. And then Nakamura responded back in English. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy is a clown, yo. I love it. But, um, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and then this guy's like... Uh, so... I kind of fast forward forwarded through the main event, but basically, um, I know that like Big Cass came out and attacked Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. And then after that, Nakamura comes out of nowhere and just ball shots AJ for no reason. Like Yo, wait, you're not even. I did not expect him. You know how, yeah. you know how yeah. uh, you're watching. And then you can hear the crowd going to a frenzy because they see somebody coming or something. Yeah, 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 Nobody yeah. said a word. No. You, they just, you just look and then you see an arm just come up and just hit the shit out of uh, AJ Styles' balls. Boom. <laughs> 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 yo, he has the best nut shots in the industry. Yeah, yo. he really does, man. Like, I, yo, oh, AJ okay. got to be raw right now. His, his nuts got to be sore. He yeah. should, like, all on SmackDown, he should just have an ice pack on his balls, yo. Like, <laughs> like so I, I feel like out of the, like, certain things that need to become gimmicks, like true gimmicks, the nut shot on, on heel Nakamura really needs to be a thing. Like, they need to make a shirt of that. And, uh -huh. you know. Shit, if that, not, we can make it our own, you know, and we sell that shit. Yeah. Should, yes. <laughs> other, the, the other, like, I swear to God, I swear to God, if Paige does not take advantage of the Paige here gimmick, yeah, and she really does not understand how amazing that shit has become. <laughs> Paige, <'Cause yeah. laughs> regardless of how dumb she looks in that picture that they've been memeing, it's a fucking meme, and when you have a meme, you have to make that shit work for yeah. you. That's a fact. And I'm perfectly will. You know, you know how funny it would be if Paige 
came out and she said Paige here and everybody else in the audience said Paige here with her. <laughs> Paige here. <Just> turn- <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Just just do it, Paige. Like, I know you're not listening, Paige, but just 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 fucking do it. Just do it. Like, <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. Paige I just is. had to say that. No, you're right. No, you're right. I, I want her to come out and say it, and I want to hear everybody in the audience say it with her. Because, like, the net, whatever next SmackDown event we get to go to, yeah. I just want I just want to say it along with everybody. Kind of <laughs> like, you know... When they when they started the 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 Bray Wyatt shit with the uh, the buzzards or whatever, yeah. Or the, you take you take your phone out. You take your phone out, like yeah. You say or, follow the buzzards. Or, or when Finn Balor started doing the huh thing, you yeah. Know, oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, you got to go with the flow, and everybody wants to laugh at the at your new gimmick. So just make it work. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so. Um, I forgot what we were talking. Oh yeah, but we were talking about Nakamura and his, his whole heel turn, and this, this thing is—I think this gold. I do too. And yeah, and just the just the the fact that you have the talent on there that you do have to 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 go against that, I think it's great. Just you know, hopefully they can make it. You know, make it work. Yeah. Um. We'll see. I, I I think they should, like you said, turn that into a shirt. Uh, just hit like a silhouette of Nakamura, like yeah, <laughs> low blowing AJ Styles. That'd be funny. Um, let's see. What do I what do I expect this week? Uh, I I want to see. I I see a, a tag match between uh, with, with with Big Cass and Nakamura versus AJ and and, and uh Daniel Bryan. They're probably saving that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, probably. That'd, that'd be dope. I, I'll check that out. Um, but yeah, anything else before we head out? Uh, it's, it's just small sidebar. Yeah, I, I kind of like the 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 that SmackDown seems to have this running gimmick of dream matches being interrupted. Interrupted, yeah. <laughs> and even though it's funny, and I like I like that they're kind of playing with people's feelings. I have a feeling or a hunch. That eventually it's gonna build up to an actual like payoff with yeah. some with 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 one of the many possible dream matches on SmackDown. I feel like this could possibly build to something like whether it's it's at a you know Hell in a Cell where you get a four way or you know you get you know, a survivor series like that, like over the course of this year, there's a, there's a lot of stipulation type matches where, you know, even if we don't get the one-on-one yeah. with one of these people, you're going to get like hypothetical dream matches that you might not have really thought of. Hey man, we, you uh, I, cause I, something else just came up in my mind, man. We done ended it like 30 times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so back in the attitude era, right. The belt used to switch a lot. Even on it, even on Raw, it used to switch a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how do you think that would pay off here? Because I was thinking, what if Nakamura wins it at the 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 hold on hold on the greatest ultimate Fiesta Royal Rumble of all time? <laughs> yeah, what if Nakamura wins it there and then AJ wins it back at the next pay per view? Which I think I think I don't I'm not sure if they're facing each other at Backlash, but uh, they could be. Um, 
So uh, that's basically what I was thinking. Is like, what you know, what if they flip flop it like back and forth? Because like I, I know they was getting mad that the women were doing it and they called it the hot potato belt. But I'm like, yo, they should do this shit all the time and nobody complained. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, honestly, so when when Charlotte and Sasha were hot potatoing it, I th- they did kind of overdo it uh-huh. because Sasha only ever held it for like a day or two or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time. Uh, I do like the idea, like the, the way that they built it up wasn't necessarily like t- taking away from the belt. It was more just t- to me, just like a competition and, you know, someone, you know, you, you get it, but then the other person went up to you. Yeah. And in that way, I felt like it was good just because the competition was good and the match quality, like every match that they had that followed up was getting better for the most part like the pay-per-view matches were kind of like whatever but yeah, like yeah. Raw the raw right matches were great they, yeah would follow up and be like oh shit so it's like here it's like i don't necessarily want it to be one day title reigns but it's like if if nakamura has the belt for like a month or two months and then aj wins it back and holds that for like a month and then or you know a few weeks and then somebody else comes out of nowhere like like i said like if 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 they hot potato between you know or so no, i don't i don't want to say hot potato because that's the wrong word but um if if they can somehow have a, uh an interesting title program between the two where they do f- switch hands a few times w- over the next 6 months or whatever i would be fine with that like you know just yeah. because like you don't you don't need to always have someone have a super long title reign just just to establish the belt more because like i feel like with the wwe title like we've gotten that right like we aj's had his belt for a while now so if he loses it i wouldn't be mad and if he does lose it the the people that are around him that he could lose it to i wouldn't be mad at him losing it to any one of those people unless he lost it like the only person i would be mad about was like if if Big Cass, since Big Cass is related to Daniel Bryan in that feud, if yeah. Big Cass won it, I would be mad because I'd be like, "Come on now, out of all the guys." <laughs> but anybody else, it's like I'm perfectly fine with. If Miz gets it, fine with it. Daniel Bryan, fine with it. Samoa Joe, fine with it. AJ, fine. With, you know, you know, Nakamura, whatever. I'm I'm good with all of it. So, yeah. you know, like I'm I'm excited for SmackDown. You know, we talked a lot, a lot more about SmackDown. So obviously, I feel like if anyone had to win the brand split, I think SmackDown won. I do too. But that's just on paper. You yeah. know, like you have to see how it's executed. So. Yeah. All right. So before we before we have any more <laughs> memories, uh, you know, or, or, or thoughts, you know, uh, we just gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, I appreciate y'all keep continuously tuning in. You know, where our numbers are going up and it's looking great. Um, you know, don't forget where, where everywhere you get your podcast, you know, iTunes, Google play, uh, I'm working on Spotify and all that. Um, but you know, we're, we're doing great numbers is looking good. Uh, appreciate y'all shout out to the Oversland group, shout out to the barbershop mentality group. Uh, we here, baby, you know, make sure y'all send this to your friends who like wrestling or anybody that's trying to get into wrestling or anybody that just want to hear two dickheads talk about something they think they know about, but we really don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, we appreciate y'all. It's a Smart Mentality Podcast. Peace out.